minds with the chip inside I can link and digitize that which prior to this was higher than science could ever devise This is a neural interface, we're gonna stick it in your face Still it in your brain and interlace There's an arms war on and we're gonna win the race Leave everything a race, bring the base Welcome to Dangerous Minds, where we delve into the minds of biohackers, grinders, and take a closer look at the tech being implanted and developed by this community. Now, this is a special edition of DMP Tonight, in which we're taking a look at a recording from the B-Side San Antonio, Texas 2018 conference. We're sharing this as a recap of great information that was presented and as a reminder to add this conference to your bucket list of events to attend, though if you're not able to, there's always YouTube. You can go to youtube.com forward slash B-Sides SATX or for more information about the conference, go to bsidessatx.com for their homepage and there's a wealth of information there for you. Now, all of us at DMP are really looking forward to seeing you there at DEF CON, Black Hat USA, and B-Sides Las Vegas here in the next few weeks which is also known as Hacker Summer Camp. Now we'll be conducting interviews, performing implants, and just hanging out, meeting new people, while learning new things at the three different conferences. So if you see one of us, please feel free to stop by and say hi. But before we get to these clips of the talks from B-Side San Antonio, we want to thank our sponsor, Dangerous Things who delivers custom gadgetry for the discerning hacker and biohacker. So feel free to check them out at DangerousThings.com. Now, if you or your organization would is interested in sponsoring the efforts of the Dangerous Minds podcast, please feel free to reach out to us through email at info at DangerousMinds.io, and we'll be glad to talk to you about it. Hi, I'm Paul Guido with Broadway National Bank. Uh, right here in San Antonio. We're born and made right here in San Antonio in 1941. Tell you quickly about our bank. Oh, actually, no, we're going to introduce the speakers. First, let's introduce Michael Davis, manager of information systems and systems engineers. Um, Sonny Montiel, uh, uh, network security officer, CISSP. Uh, I'm a CISSP, I'm a network security engineer. I take care of all the uh, security equipment there I can at the bank. His name is Paul Guido. And my name is Paul Guido. <laughs> yes. I'm also uh, on the uh, organizing committee for B-Sides. And so uh, I'm thrilled that it's turned out as well as it is. And y'all are really making this a great event. Also, we have, uh, oh, I'm just doing uh, Emily. Uh, she's a, one of our previous interns, a current student at UTSA, uh, and she interned for us for uh, 10 weeks. She'll be talking about that. Our current interns, uh, well, sort of current, Ben actually did a three-week internship with us in the middle of the Christmas season, and then now he's doing a full 10-week uh, internship with us right now at the bank. And uh, finally, Adrian Clayton, and he's first-time intern here with the bank. Um, and uh, Open Cloud Academy uh, graduate, so in, in, uh, and with a focus on cybersecurity. So, really quickly about our bank, it was formed right here in 1941 in San Antonio by a, a guy uh, that was a colonel at Fort Sam, and he was like, 
hey, all the banks are in downtown San Antonio. And by the way, back in 1941, there was like this gap of land between Alamo Heights and downtown, believe it or not. And so you'd have to go there to go to the bank. So he wanted to start a bank. And he, so he figured out how to do it by literally reading books. Got it completely set up with $60,000 in funding. Yes. Uh, and that's what you did to start a bank in 1941. You filed paperwork. Uh, he was a lawyer uh, and a, a judge advocate general, a JAG officer in the Army. <clears throat> it's a family-held bank, privately held. All the stock is in a, about 20 people's names, it's, and they almost all have the same last name, Cheever. <clears throat> uh, when I started with the bank, we had $750 million in the bank. Uh, that was uh, 1998. Um, now we have $3.3 billion in the bank, uh, $2 billion in wealth uh, management assets, and over a billion uh, in brokerage assets. Uh, 36 branches, mainly in the Austin, San Antonio area, but we go out to Seguin, Casterville, Hondo, Kerrville, Fredericksburg. And um, so we have about 630 employees and about 30 IT staff. And that includes everyone from the administrative assistant to the chief technology officer. So, you want to talk about the intern program that we have to <laughs> Yeah, so Paul alluded to, Paul's been there since 1998. Uh, Sonny's been there since 31 years ago, and I've been there for about three years. I've, I worked in a, a different establishment before. I used to run with Paul all the time. Um, just talking to him, knowing that he is of a mentor in mind, and I, I'm, I'm the same way. Any, anybody who wanted to come up and talk to me, I'd show them anything they want to know, if they were interested in whatever. If you sit down, let's talk about it, let's draw it out. And so when I got, got the privilege to uh, be hired by Broadway Bank, I started talking to Paul and Sonny and said, hey, we've got a great staff. We have a great uh, atmosphere to really uh, mentor and help the local community, help college kids, help uh, people who are transitioning from different jobs or are restarting their job career, and help, help them get into IT. Um, so about, about a year later, fast forward, my brother-in-law went through OCA. He was a baker his entire life. He's 32 years old, has been a baker, gets his CCNA, walks out, can't even get an interview. And I'm like, what can I do to help him? And I, I helped him, I gave him some routers and switches, and we sat down, and he actually started uh, doing a little bit of side work, and then he finally got full on at Spectrum up in Austin. He's been there for a year and a half now, he's already been promoted three times. Um, so with that, I, I went to the branch and I said, hey, we, we really need to be able to help people, you know, like my brother-in-law, or help uh, UTSA students. Um, and I, I, I got uh, permission from an executive sponsor. They said, sure, you know, draw out what you're looking to do, what you're trying to accomplish. Uh, I sat down with Sonny and Paul. We, we started mapping out a, a program for the interns. And like Paul alluded to, Ben's uh, aunt came to us and said, hey, he just finished his uh, winter session and he's got three weeks. He'd like to come in and learn something. We're like, perfect opportunity. We're starting this program. We kind of would like somebody to kind of figure out how this works. He's going to be here for three weeks. Brought him in, started working with him, saw some things we had to change in our program. Um, and during the process, we, we met with UTSA and we met with the Rackspaces Open Cloud Academy to understand what do they see other companies do for internships. And uh, UTSA kind of gave us the 10-week uh, program. They said most companies that they do internships with do a 10-week program. Some students can actually use that for class credit. So we'll say, great, we will mimic exactly what it would, would help a UTSA student out. Um, so we started, we went to management, we got approval, uh, we started an interviewing process and we hired Emily from UTSA and another gentleman, his name is Marcus from OCA. Um, they came in, 10 and a half week program, they, they learned everything from VMware to Cisco switching to we started doing a Windows 10 uh, implementation, 
um, they, they got to see the whole game of IT. And uh, not working with just the admins, they work with IT security. They work with our application specialists that really know just banking applications. They got to talk with the developers. Um, they got to talk, they sat down with the help desk so they could understand from the bottom up, hey, if you're just gonna walk in IT, you might have to start at the help desk. Uh, same with the hardware team. Hardware team is our eyes and face of uh, the face of the IT department. They're the ones who put the PCs and fix the printers. So, like, go spend some time with them as well. Um, and after all that, you know, Emily and Marcus kind of kind of saw exactly you know different possibilities, and they, they started kind of gravitating to the ones that made sense to them. Um, we gave them real work. We didn't make up a lab. We didn't we didn't give them just uh, Excel spreadsheets. We actually had them put hands on get in Cisco CLI during the day, during the live production environment, with some really good instruction and really good understanding and really stern warnings, hey, you shut down that port, you're gonna, that banker may not be able to make that transaction, we could lose a million dollars. And we never, luckily, never had any problems. Yeah. But, uh, the other well, thing is the hours. Yeah, that's my oh, sorry, last know. point. Yeah. yeah. So the program was designed for 20 hours a week, uh, for 10 weeks, like I said, um, eight, eight to 12, because uh, I have a full, 60 hour a week job that I had to get in there with the other 20 hours a week. Uh, but we also didn't want to just show them 8, 8 to 12. So you know, the very second week they were there, we had a VMware upgrade. Uh, we came in, they came in about 3 o'clock in the afternoon. They left about 10 o'clock that night. Job wasn't done. I stayed till 8 o'clock the next morning and finished the job. But they got to see, hey, it's Saturday work, it's after hours work, it's before hours work. You know, they got to see the whole gamut of, of, of IT. Um, these are some of the things that they were tasked with. Uh, they worked with Cisco ICE. Uh, if you don't know what that is, it's uh, Identity Services Engine. Uh, uh, it's Port Control Access. Network Access Control. Network Access Control. Yeah, um, It's a little bit accurate. Yeah, a little bit more than that, but yeah. yeah. So they got to work with that. Uh, they did investigation of stale ID <coughs> accounts. Hey, go look at this account. We've got this SIM. Uh, tell me the last time this account logged in and trace it back. And then, you know, when we started putting those accounts in a dead state, and then we eventually, the security team, deleted those accounts. Uh, they. Uh, we're familiar with Windows 10 that they were, became on-site support the next day. They were able to staff augment our, our regular staff and go out and help people get their printer set up, show them around Windows 10. Um, we uh, were in the middle of changing VLANs to, to get on a typical scheme instead of this all-over-the-place scheme, and I showed them from stem to stern, hey, this, this printer has this IP address. We're going to change it and change its VLAN, so you have to go to DHCP, you have to go into the switch and change its VLAN. You got to go um, into the print server and now tell the ports. They have to see the whole thing of how a printer comes on the network. And we stayed one night and knocked about 60 printers out. And that was a, that was a really good educational uh, foundation for them. And again, they've done, uh, the first interns got to do upgrade VMware. The second interns, two weekends ago, we just updated VMware. So we stayed for a good seven hours and updated all 32 hosts in my environment brought their 6.5 code up to, to the current specs that the last patch came out in February, and uh, they were they were part of that. They were sitting right next to the assistance administrator and checking their work and helping them uh, get through it. But not only do we give them tasks and stuff, but we also give them knowledge. I mean, because um, there's some school stuff I could probably give them to do, but they sit down with my DBA. They're going, the two now, they're going to sit down with the DBAs and then show them SQL work. And I'm going to sit down with my exchange minister and he's going to show them how exchange works. Uh, they're going to sit down with the IT security team and do an incident response and look at the different security software we do. So it's not just task driven, it's also knowledge driven so they can actually put things on a resume and say, I got into FireEye and I was able to uh, remediate a system. Um, it's a, it's, to me, it's more valuable to give them real life day-to-day -day work than just a task sheet and some cell spreadsheets and go do some comparisons and tell me based on a list. 
Um, sorry. So uh, one of the things that, that I'd add to that is, is a, a lot of the times we're, we're not looking for someone intern that's going to have everything on their resume. Um, they're not going to have a, a lot of stuff uh, for hands-on and actually doing the work. Um, uh, depending on uh, how long they've been on a particular path or course in their education, they might not have too much hands-on technology at all, um, which is okay. Um, we need the, the ability for an intern to learn and adapt because they're going to be doing in a 10-week course or basically or, or run through for our, for our department uh, a vast amount of different systems. So they have to be very flexible um, on, on how they can quickly learn and pick up a task. And, and that makes a difference, it really does. And a lot of times um, uh, when, you're, when you're doing things, whether it's Open Cloud Academy or your own or just book learning and stuff like that, you, you, you know the thing that you're trying to do, but you have to have the confidence to be able to do that thing and, and, make it, and hopefully some mentors and guidance to, to get that work done. Um, we wanna make sure that when they're done, they can actually not just, oh, I did this because some lesson in some book told me to do it. It's like, oh, I did this in some lesson in some book because it makes a difference in this particular function or thing that you would do to secure a network or take care of a network or build a switch or work on a VLAN or whatever. Um, it's kind of, a, kind of a broad spectrum of stuff, but we wanted to make sure that the interns well, well, were busy and understood what was going on. Plus, they had extensive tours of knowledge of different areas and stuff. Um, you know, why do we have generators? What do they do? How are the things connected? What does the switch look like that switches the power from CPS power to the generator? Uh, and what would that do? Uh, you know, things like that make a, a difference because it's hard to visualize a switch that can switch a thousand amps of 480 volts, you know, on three legs, you know, unless you've literally stood next to it. Now, we didn't switch it. That would, that's really neat. That sounds like a shotgun going off when it flips. But, <laughs> but those are the kind of things that, that make a, uh, hopefully a better idea when later on in, in their career, if they're doing something like cybersecurity and they have to come up with a power grid for something that make it resilient, what do these pieces of equipment even look like? I mean, that's, that's hard to say that, oh, look, there's a photograph of something or even a picture. It's different when you're standing next to it and you know that, hey, you see that big chunk of blade that's about the size of your hand? That thing flies this far in about uh, two cycles or of a 60 cycle pulse, so about 30 of a second it flips. Uh, pretty impressive. <laughs> um, Sonny? Um, yeah, I'll add to that too. Uh, Michael brings out a good point about the knowledge transfer. I mean, we. While a lot of what the interns do are task driven, I think it's important also to share that as a financial institution, we're federally regulated. So we like to also introduce them to the risk and compliance aspects of what we do within the bank. We're audited uh, frequently, regularly, throughout any, every entire year, throughout every year. Uh, we perform uh, penetration tests. Uh, we have independent auditors that come in and look at our, our world and they evaluate them and they shed light on what we're doing well and they shed light on areas that we can improve. We want to expose them to that. Uh, I think Michael's done a great job also of, of exposing them to um, meetings such as change control. Uh, change control is very important to, uh, to, the, to the maturity models of, I mean, of an organization uh, that, that you're, you're demonstrating that you're not doing things you know, knee-jerk. You have a, a very, very organized plan in making changes, but prior to making those changes, you're going to test, 
and you're going to ensure that there was no unfavorable outcomes and then go ahead and push it to production. So there's those additional aspects that we're exposing the interns to. I think any uh, internship is important uh, for students that are coming out of um, uh, college or uh, an organization like Open, Open Cloud Academy. Uh, some larger institutions you might be doing just a few, uh, you may just be turning one wrench of, of the security uh, team. Uh, what we take a lot of pride in, the size of our organization, we're able to afford a lot of opportunities to the interns where they're exposed to a lot. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think uh, they, and, we, and, and the other thing too is we seek their feedback. Michael's also included that in the program as well. Absolutely. That before they leave, we want to get a, give us your feedback and tell us what we did well and tell us what, what you'd like to see if, if, more, if of. more of. And so that, that's it, that's going to be, uh, that's going to make our internship uh, program grow much uh, deeper, much stronger and provide the skills and the exposure to the interns to uh, make them very um, effective and, and very, just major contributors to, uh, to their career. So um, I think that I I'll just want to just expo you know, bring out those aspects to what we do uh, in the internship program. And, um, and Michael also brought out, I mean, from a security angle, we show them our tools, we show them what we do, incident response. Um, <coughs> I think that's pretty much it uh, that I can think of in addition to what these guys said. Uh, one other quick, quick note is, um, uh, like, you know, we're, we kind of push PowerShell and, and trying to do more automation of things, but we've got a, a couple of people that are pretty good at it in, in our crew, and so they started making scripts that, that they were giving the interns to go ahead and use to remediate certain third-party applications that we could do remotely. So these, these scripts would kick that off remotely. And then they'd have to go and check, did that actually work properly? And then when they do that, they'd use our vulnerability scanner, Digital Defense Incorporated. Just so happen to have, we have Larry Hurtado here, who's the, uh, <laughs> the man at Digital Defense uh, here in, 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 uh, in the room. And uh, it also gives a good idea that the software that y'all use, his company makes, and uh, y'all get to experience that it's a simple interface, it's simple to understand, it's simple to scan something. So when y'all get through doing something, you have the ability to go out and scan that device to make sure that it's good again. And, huh? To validate their work. Yeah, to validate your work. Because uh, when that comes back with a good score, you know that you're done. <coughs> That's the same kind of deal. And you get the same kind of gratification that we get all the time when we're doing that same kind of action. Because it, it's sort of like um, when I, I used to do construction. And at the end of the day, I could see what I did that I made a difference in that, that structure. It's, it, I, there's more boards up there, or it's finished, or it's painted, or whatever. And it's harder to get in a, um, a field such as IT at times, uh, unless you're like racking and stacking, because then you can go, look, I racked and stacked that. But, so, uh, but then again, we have them in the data center as well. But, but go ahead, uh, I'd like to hear from some of the interns and stuff. Uh, Let's start with Emily. Yeah, Emily. Yeah. Emily was, uh, a, a, she's done the entire 10 weeks with us and stuff, so I'd, I'd like to hear your idea on all this stuff. So um, I started in January, um, up and through March, like a week or two after spring break, and right now I'm um, taking some summer classes, but I'll be a senior at UTSA um, doing a double major with cybersecurity and information systems, and I didn't know much about computers even what the inside of a PC looks like, aside from what I'm learning in the classroom. And um, I kind of stumbled upon the internship through UTSA. I was just at home bored, and I got a message that said, hey, Broadway Bank's looking for UTSA interns, and I had nothing else to do, so I was like, might as well send in a resume. 
and then I got an interview, and then I got um, accepted into the internship, which was surprising to me because I didn't really know what I was doing. And in terms of like why I chose my major and stuff, I'm interested more in the federal aspect of it, maybe becoming um, like becoming a CEH or um, working like an FBI or something. But it was interesting to kind of see more from a basic IT standpoint, other things that I could do in terms of working at the help desk or um, even hardware. I thought that was really interesting because at the beginning we got to, or I got to um, for my internship, I don't know what they're doing, but um, we changed memory sticks. So we gave some of the older PC models more memory, which is a really simple task. I mean, you just unpin it and put the memory sticks in and then you're all good to go. But it was really interesting because I had never opened the back of a PC before. So Keith was really good about kind of showing us the different parts. And even in the very last week of the internship, um, I kind of hooked up with him and was like, hey, I'm kind of interested in what you do in terms of hardware because I don't know much about that. And it was kind of cool to see the different aspects. And they have a really small IT team. I'm small but efficient. And so um, it was easy to kind of go, be able to go to everyone and then their individual like expertise and kind of sit down with them and see what they do day to day. But I think it's important for, uh, most of us are here because we like want an internship, but uh, for anybody who like works for a business or anything to kind of partner with your schools and your um, organizations like out in the um, like academic world too, because when you graduate, you know, you're so used to going to class five times a week, working part-time at McDonald's or whatever, you don't really have time to kind of seek those opportunities. So I think it's really important for, you know, businesses like banks and different organizations to kind of partner with um, different you know, schools and stuff like that to get those opportunities. Cause now I have a better idea of, you know, the entirety of IT and a bunch of different things that I can do, so. Mm -hmm. So like Emily was saying, she said she was surprised she was chosen. I, of course, I chose her, so I'm <laughs> definitely not surprised. Um, and I think some people were, even even if that's their major, I think they were concerned of even trying to <coughs> apply for an internship, looking at some of the tasks that were putting out in front of them. We weren't looking for anybody who was a CCNA or who had been an active directory minister or VMware, you know. We, we were looking for somebody who had a want and a thirst and had the uh, adaptation. And so in the interviews, yeah, we we literally threw memory chips at people and say, tell me what this is. And 80% of them couldn't tell you what it was. And you know, that wasn't a marker because they didn't know. It was just, are they observant? I mean, one of the guys said, I really don't know, but it says 4GBRAM. Yes, it's a 4 gig RAM stick, you know. So he was observant, so they actually told me that they, they could probably move their way around and figure things out instead of just like, I don't know what it is, I'm gonna put it down and go over here. And that's really important, especially as a system administrator in, in troubleshooting. That, that's what I was looking for, somebody you can troubleshoot, somebody you can work through a problem whether they've ever seen it before or if they've seen it a hundred times. Um, like I said, you know, we, I throw out crazy question uh, to the interns. If, if you had to weigh a plane but you couldn't lift it, how would you weigh the plane? How would you tell me the weight of a plane? And you know, a lot of them kind of stumble and think about it, and you know, some of them come come right out with an answer. Is there a right answer? Yeah, Paul will tell you there is. You can go look at the manual. <laughs> the wrong answer is I don't know. And we got that from, from a couple people. And right there, because you're not willing to try, you're not really critical thinking. Yeah. You know, that, critical that, thinking. That, that's definitely a, a mark against you. Mm -hmm. um, but I would encourage. What is the answer? <laughs> it's a critical thinking question. There's yeah. only a wrong answer. The yeah. wrong answer is all. What's yeah. that? Yeah. Like, what kind of plane is it full of fuel? Right. Yeah. <laughs> so that that's what I'm looking for. You know, the people. Who say, I don't that, know. That, that's a decent answer too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, critical thinking. You're thinking through the problem. I have people just said, I don't know. 
know, they spent literally three seconds on just that or no. You know, oh. I did have one in this past, that, uh, that when it came down to making a decision between Ben and this other lady, she really thought about it and she took five minutes to, I don't know, but you could tell as you're asking her questions, she's really, really turning it on it, she's trying to figure it out. And so we stopped the whole interview process and said, did you want to try that answer again? And she's like, can I? I was like, sure. So she's like, well, I would do, but I really don't know. And I was like, that's okay, you know, you know. So we started talking through it and she's, at the end, she's like, can I try one more time? I'm like, sure. So she's willing to try. She's willing to keep working through the problem, right? Yeah, not and, giving up. And so she threw some things out, and I'm like, okay. She's like, well, what's the right answer? I said, the thing is to, to say I don't know is a wrong answer. Mm, yeah. And then she told us that she interviewed American Express, and they said they drew a clock at 3 o'clock, and they said, can you tell me what this space is? And she said she took 10 minutes, and the interviewer finally stopped and said, look, you're thinking too literal. You're trying to give me an exact what, what that portion is. Just tell me it's a quarter, because it's a quarter of an hour. I mean, you know, just, he's just like, ah, it's like, so, you know, just calm down, and you know, it's a critical thinking question, that's all it is. Yeah, so I think, to Michael's point, I think the interview process, and y'all can speak to it yourself, that that's another uh, experience for the interns. Some of them never have been through an interview process. Others have, but I think it's, uh, it's an avenue, it's a channel where they can continue to sharpen their skills, their communication skills, uh, what employers are looking for, and uh, so I think that was probably expense for each and every one. Yeah, so. we, we actually, you know, do our best to try and um, really look for the critical thinking skills. I mean, both Sonny and I have the CISSP, um, and that test really has a lot to do with security, but it's a lot to do with critical thinking. Uh, the way that they, they put questions there and stuff, it, it, you have to literally pick between two or three correct answers to find the one that's most correct for whatever your, the scenario is that you've got in front of you. And, and in the end, that's, that's the kind of uh, person that generally exceeds or excels at um, IT and different fields. Um, you know, um, one of the things that, that puts your best foot forward to try and get an internship is to um, go out and volunteer in any capacity whatsoever. Um, uh, I would like to see more people have on there that they're cyber patriot volunteers because regardless of you're in high school or junior or uh, a college or, or whatever if you're out in the field you can help those children do that work at the high school and junior high school levels um, it's amazing the, the little bit of support that you can provide that will help them do better at uh, in down the road when it comes to cyber patriot and also help build the workforce here in San Antonio and throughout the nation. But um, but we have to hear from more. Yeah, interns. so absolutely. Yeah. I should shut up. Okay. The the two current interns, Adrian Clayton from OCA and Ben from UTSA, they it's we're three full weeks now, right? Is that correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So three full weeks. So go ahead, one of y'all. You know, tell us your uh, opinion. Okay. So as Michael said, uh, I'm Ben. I am from UTSA. Oh. I am. Oh. Also doing the double major in cybersecurity and information systems. Um, I'll graduate in the spring of 2019. And so when I first came on to Broadway, um, I didn't really know a lot. Um, I had like a background in like working with computers, building them, taking apart hardware, and like some basic development skills, you know, messing with some programming languages and stuff. And I just had reached out to them and said, hey, I'm looking for whatever kind of experience I can get, which I feel from what I've seen talking to people is a lot of people are like, oh, I don't have what this company wants or I don't think I know enough about, you know, this specific thing to go get an internship. 
which I think, and they kind of spoke to it, what they're looking for is someone who, you know, is doing this stuff on their own, who's trying to learn and is, you know, messing around with things at home and doing just whatever they really can to get their foot in the door because, I mean, I am no, by no means an IT master. I'm sure a lot of us aren't. And that's the thing you have to remember with an internship is they're not looking for someone to come in and just throw on a desk and say, all right, see you, you know, at like three o'clock or whatever. The experience is there to take someone who maybe doesn't have that knowledge and to teach them and give them that knowledge so that they can, you know, later apply that, which is one of the things for me which really set Broadway apart. Because I, you know, was going around looking for an interview. I had talked to USAA, Rackspace, Newstar, you know, a lot of people around town. But the thing that made it different for Broadway and why I wanted to come back was I felt the main focus of the program was learning. So the other places, it felt like, yes, you would get experience, you would learn some stuff. But for a good part of the time, you'd be doing just you know, some kind of task, maybe something that you know was like, oh, let's give it to the interns or let's give them this spreadsheet. Whereas working at Broadway, it's a constant, hey, come here, let me show you this, or hey, we've got a meeting, you know, come sit and change control, or come sit in this meeting with Cisco. You're constantly getting that hands-on with the idea that hey, we're here to learn, rather than just knock out some boring, monotonous task that we don't want to do. And the reason I enjoyed that so much the first time I wanted to come back was because not only is that great like professional experience in the sense that if I go to that next interview after I graduate for a job and you know they ask me about you know a certain thing I can say well not only do I know what that is I've had like some basic experience with that it's also classroom experience so going back to class my teachers you know would be talking about certain things and some kids would know some kids wouldn't they'd be kind of looking around scratching their head and be like well I can you know I could talk about that for 15 20 minutes you know I've already I've already seen the concept I've worked hands-on with it I've you know been introduced to it which was the main draw for me was just everybody's like so welcoming and so ready to teach no matter what they're like in the middle of it can be really hectic like we've had stuff going down Michael's you know been here to 2 a.m. the past like three four nights and you know you say hey can you show me this he's still more than happy to stop what he's doing no matter what's on fire that we need to put out or you know what he's got going on his day and he's always there and so is everybody else to just kind of sit and mentor and take that time so when you come out of the internship at the end, you're better off than when you started. I'd like to add to that very quickly on the point you just made. I was sitting, these two gentlemen right here were sitting with me this week on Thursday, and uh, we have an agenda, and uh, about 10 minutes into our agenda, a fire erupted. And uh, so we didn't get to, to spend too much time on what we we're planning to do, but they saw another avenue, they saw an entirely different aspect of of what we were doing with incident response, what the team was doing to uh, uh, troubleshoot and eventually um, uh, remediate the issue. So they were appreciative of that. And I said, sorry guys, you know, I think, no, 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 this is good. This is good. So, <laughs> so 
I'm Adrian Clayton uh, from OCA. Uh, just recently got my Security Plus. So I'm a, on a different spectrum from them. I'm a little older. I'm 37. Uh, I've been working in IT with Sprint. I've worked as a PC hardware technician for a few years. And so I got the opportunity to actually go to school because I got sick with cancer. So I got a, a grant to be able to go to OCA, finish up. That's when I met Michael and Sonny. And when they were up there talking about the program, it really interested me. It was still intimidating, right? Because you always think that, okay, I gotta know this, this, and this before I even go to the interview. But when they were up there talking, it they made it feel so welcoming that I was like, okay, well, I'll go ahead and apply. So when I got the opportunity to go in, <laughs> went to the interview, it was like a five panel. <laughs> I was so caught off guard, I did not realize there was gonna be that many people in the interview. But they made it feel so comfortable. It was just like no pressure. And uh, they did ask the questions. They want to get a sense of your knowledge, if you know, understand when they're talking, but you don't really have to break it down to a T, which when I compare it to other interviews that I went to, I'm not going to mention any names, but I went in an interview and it felt like they were trying to make me fail in the interview. So it was like, okay, well, do you know IP, uh, IP set? Do you know what port it runs on? And then if, if I didn't know those things, it's like they took me out of the running. And it was really stressful. Whereas I'm in a five panel interview with these guys and everybody is wanting to, they were teaching me while I was in the interview. <laughs> like as long as I was asking questions and I was being interactive with them, that they were willing to talk to me. And that's the feel that I got ultimately. I'm glad they chose me, but I was really, like after I interviewed with them, I didn't interview anywhere else. You're not supposed to do that, but I was just like really wanted to be with this team because everyone that I, Everybody in the department, all the different departments that I've worked with, everybody is willing to sit down with you and teach you and explain the steps in the process. They're not gonna sit and say, do you know what this is? And make you answer it. They'll, they'll literally just explain it to you. So a, a lot of the things in the internship is, is really helpful because they go literally from hardware. They, they actually broke out a memory stick and was just like, do you know what this is? And I've worked with hardware for so long, I knew right away, but it's, it's just kind of weird that if you can explain different protocols and then you can't identify a hard drive, it's like, <laughs> yeah, what's going on exactly. there, right? But I was able to identify it, so they actually, during the internship, that's what they do. They take you in, they show you all the way from hardware, all the way up to security, all the way up to, they even are going to introduce us to the marketing team, um, all aspects of the job. And for me, being an intern for so long, I've worked with Sprint as a, a technical consultant, pretty much just fixing phones, right? Building computers, we all know how to do that. But diving into this industry is very intimidating. And what I feel like, if you're in my position, you wanna look for someone that's willing to teach you, willing to take you under the wing and bring you along. As long as you're doing your due diligence to go out and not just study because you're at work, but to actually do it when you're not at work because you're actually interested in it, and you find that person that's gonna bring you along, that's what you look for in this industry. And honestly, being here at this event, talking to other IT security professionals, if you show interest, it seems like everyone is willing to teach, right? It's like a little tight crew if you can get in the door, they're going to bring you along as long as you do what you're supposed to do and learn the knowledge as well on your own time as well as on the clock. So it's been an awesome experience. We're only four weeks into it. I look forward. We have a, they don't really babysit you. They, they treat you almost like 
your actual employee. We have the mornings, we go in at nine o'clock, there's a morning meeting, everybody talks about their job that they have to do specifically, and then we are assigned jobs, and it's up to you to finish tasks. They show us, and then they're like, go do your job. As long as we're not sitting around twiddling our thumbs, being on the internet, they let us do what we're supposed to do. If we have any questions, then everyone is available. I can just go walk up to them, I can go on Outlook, set up a meeting with this person, and, and go from there. So that's what I think is, is awesome. It really prepares you for the hands-on. Because when you're going to school, that's like what you fear the most, is I understand it, I know the concept of it, but can I actually do it on a computer when they tell me to do it? And this is what they're doing, they're providing that for us. And it's gonna make me a lot more comfortable when I go out into the real world and actually apply for a job that I can say, hey, yeah, I know how to identify a port on a network, or uh, if you plug into a, a wall and you don't see no light and there's no connection, where to go to find it on a switch, right? <laughs> we just recently did that. And it, it seems like it's simple that you plug in, it's like, okay, what do you do? <laughs> what do you mean, what do you do? Restart the router. <laughs> no, go to the switch, get online. If you know the infrastructure of how they have it laid out, you can pinpoint it, that port, and get on uh, Cisco and do your, your command prompts from there and, and turn on the port and find out what VLAN is on and improve it. So that is some stuff that some people might take for granted that expect you to know, but how can you if you've never actually had someone teach you to do it? So it's, it's, it's awesome, it's awesome. So if you, if you ever have the opportunity, definitely with Broadway, there's such a, a tight-knit crew. It, they're, they're a smaller IT team, but they're super efficient, and it's like impressive. When I walked in and saw, wow, this is not really a big team, and then the scope of how much they take care of, these guys are on it. Like, it, it's incredible. So I say if you have an opportunity to get into this program, definitely apply. It, it's, it's, you, you're going to learn a lot. And I think I just wanted to say real quick on that note that, you know, Paul mentioned a little while ago about uh, being involved here with B-Sides and volunteering and uh, that aspect. Uh, you know, the bank is very big. We value community involvement. Um, tremendously and so I think in a bigger picture in the bigger room kind of tied to what Paul just said about becoming involved with Cyber Patriot becoming involved with B-Sides I mean we're, we're seeing Cyber City USA here right many of you know that we want to contribute to that effort and continue to grow our ecosystem continue <clears throat> to build the careers and, and help out with uh, with so many different sectors of, of what this city uh, is involved with so I think there's that uh, additional aspect and when you go back to the founders of the bank uh, you know Colonel Cheever and his wife you know when they were taking strolls down Alamo Heights I mean literally strolling down Alamo Heights they had a vision and uh, you know his wife was uh, was a teacher and so that is that culture continues to permeate throughout the organization five generations later and so that's why we're here today. Uh, we continue that legacy of what the founders believed in. And, um, and I, also while it's fresh on my mind, UTSA, the Center oh. for S Professional Student Development, that is the office we touch base with to begin our program. And Michael knows all the details in that area. Oh, and one other thing, uh, graduate of UTSA, oh, 2012, I'm <laughs> here. So he, he has a degree in infrastructure assurance. Um, so. And then, of course, you know, 
I don't have a degree. Yeah. So that's one of the reasons. That's one of the reasons why. Yeah. That's one of the reasons why we looked at trying to get um, someone that is on a degree plan and someone that is not on a degree plan, possibly, to, to work together because there's uh, different different uh, mindsets, different um, visions and stuff, and, it, and, and it, they work really well together too, trying to, to mix those type of abilities and stuff. To go back, the family's perfect, right? The, the family's mentoring. They, the kids, when they come up, they're asked to come work at the bank, not at an executive level. They're asked to come start from the bottom as a teller or as the the person, you know, the lowest level person in that department. So, I mean, the bank is mentor minded. And I just saw that and saw what these guys had and just said, Look, let's push our way up and ask for this mentorship program. Yep. Um, so, I think at this time, if anybody's got any questions. Oh, well, one quick thing. Okay. My first job, I was a sales assistant at a, a VAR, a value-added reseller, in 1993 in Corpus Christi, Texas. Prior to that, I did construction. Uh, I, I was a contractor and carpenter, finished carpenter, did all the work and stuff like that. So, you know, everybody's got their first job in IT. You know, it's, 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 uh, so, Lee, what was your first job in IT? Um, By the way, that's Lee Cartson. He's the president of uh, ISSA <coughs> here in town. We uh, at ISSA like to have students in, in our, and we have a student membership fee or uh, uh, amount that you can get in. So I recommend getting in uh, as a student in ISSA. But what yes, was your we first have student time? chapters, and there if you're you a go. school that doesn't have a chapter, we can, well, we'll give you the information on a form one, and the memberships are free. And, and we meet quarterly at Amagiano's. It's 15 bucks as a student, but you get like, a lunch at Amagiano's and three talks from yeah, some pretty big industry folks yeah. that we bring in, so it's um, it's, it's, a really, good it's, a it's a really good lunch too. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but you know, first, first job. I, my, so I got a, I I was on. A, I know you're a sales guy, but still, I you had that first job. Systems program. I, I started out computer science engineering, ended up in the business school, got an IT degree from the business college in like Cobalt programming back in the '90s, and went to looking for a Cobalt job, and a recruiter found me and was asking me what I wanted to do, and I told them, and they said that you don't want to be a programmer, you like, you, I, so I started recruiting programmers. So my first like IT job was as a recruiter. Oh, cool. Larry, Larry Hurtado, president of DDI. Did so the first, uh, first <coughs> IT related job was with Nortel, and I was basically responsible for the uh, DMS 100 switching system, which is definitely dating me. Wow, <laughs> cool. So, uh, yours, what was your first IT job? First IT job, I was, uh, I was in hardware. Yeah. I was, I was, uh, yeah. Break fix. Break fix. So you got to start somewhere in this field. It takes time. Can I add a point to that? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, that kind of reminded me to bring up a point is also be like IT can be intimidating, but it also covers a huge scope of things. So be open to what you want to do because I'm in the cybersecurity program and I came in thinking cyber is all I want to do, like 100%, it's locked. But then coming to Broadway, I got to sit with everybody. I got to sit with you know system engineers and system administrators, telecommunications team, you know database. And so while yes, I still do enjoy security. That's opened me to like a whole new world. And I've kind of tried to start uh, learning about like system administration and system engineering because that stuff is something that's kind of pulled my interest and been really interesting to me. And it's something I never <coughs> thought that I would really ever want to do until I started working with Broadway. And I tell the guy on that note to the, uh, the interns, um, you know, IT, technology, security, I mean, it, it's, it's vast. And you know, just tell them, don't, don't try to boil the ocean. I mean, 
absorb what you can, learn the concepts. If, if we teach you about a technology, you know, in security, uh, sandboxing technology, uh, containment technologies, things like that, when incidents occur, just, just grasp the concepts. And, and you can go, always go back and do your research later, but at least you're aware of these technologies and how the, the steps we take to perform incident response, and then you can always go back later, but at least you're taking away this knowledge that you didn't have before, these technologies that you're aware of now, and then it also can help them you know, their pathway on what they want to do down their career, so. Cool. Yes, sir. Uh, are you guys looking for fall internships? Are you guys going to continue this? That's a great, that's a great question. I'm not sure. The program was initially for two um, sessions per year, which we did the winter and now the summer. Um, but I'm starting to think that I might go to management and ask for fall. Yep. And that's a deal. If you have a corporation out there that doesn't have currently an internship, Get one, make one. Try and try and do something out there to to, to help uh, get one going. If you have any questions about how we came up with this one, don't hesitate and give us a touch base with us. As a matter of fact, we reached out to other people like Larry because <laughs> he's been doing internships out at Digital Defense for years and years. So yeah, I'd really emphasize to everybody here too that is related to companies and whatnot. I mean, the interns are very valuable resources within our organization. They uh, echoed the points that were made. We totally agree with the hands-on, the benefits of hands-on. My personal opinion is that if you are pursuing an internship position, you should ask that question as to whether or not you're gonna get hands-on experience because when we talk to other interns, there are different types of internships available and some are sort of paper oriented internships yes and from what we hear the hands-on is definitely the most valuable so we I think at any given point in time we have around 10 interns uh, they're paid internship positions that run the course of the year uh, most of the interns that come on board will stay with us until they're employed either we hire them or we work with them until they get employed elsewhere so uh, it's uh, definitely a valuable uh, part of our organization and strongly recommend it. Yes. Where are you guys uh, located at? Raleigh Bank is up in and 410. That's our headquarters. Yes. But of course, we have 38 branches throughout South Texas. But that's where the IT department is. Yeah, but the <laughs> IT, we're there. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so I'm going through a career change at this point. I'm doing 14 years of teaching huh? and looking to go into uh, development and, and cybersecurity, hopefully, after that. So, how would I go about applying for an internship like this? if I'm not coming through UTSA or another school system? So that's, and, and I've been asked that question by a couple other people as well, that's what we initially started with, just, just to kind of, just to get started. I, I did want to be overwhelmed, focused, right? I don't want to be overwhelmed with 200 applicants. Let, let's be focused, Sunny had a contact UTSA, I had an in and OCA, so we started there. But I definitely think we're ready to start broadening, broadening that focus and uh, bring, allowing, open it up. I'm, I'm, you know, instead of just saying these schools are, are, the, are these, uh, academies we would open it up so yes um, we'll never have 10 because we just don't have yeah. the staff or anything like that that, that like uh, digital defense does but you know two you know yeah <laughs> but indeed.com um, how I mean you got your so your school did you apply to their internships for uh, for here so I got the internship from from OCA they sent out an email and enforced the y'all came to right came to our, our class, but I think that it just doing the research and, and finding out, find a company like 
snipe a company and start looking them up and see what kind of positions they have and then go after and see if they have an internship. Um, I think that, like they said, anybody could apply it. Like you didn't, it didn't have to be that you were from UTSA or from, from Open Cloud. It's just yeah, the fact yeah, that- We're kind of focused <laughs> on that. Really. Well, I know you got, but didn't you have someone that kind of came through that they wasn't even- They snuck in, yes. Yeah, they snuck in. <laughs> it's online, you can, you can apply. Sneaky person. <laughs> Sneak in as long as you have some kind of knowledge of IT. Um, but yeah, uh, you should be fine. You're indeed the monsters. If you're not fine there, start looking at the companies um, that you're um, that you're interested in, or, or industries, or sorry, my daughter's back there. She just got her internship by asking her brother's girlfriend's mom, who's in the industry that she's in. They didn't have one, but she knew another company and said, "Hey, I have this person for internship." So just network. I mean, that's how Ben got got into us first time as well. Just just start networking and using using the people that, that you know and say. Ben came to us and he said that we were told. I just want to work. I don't care if I get paid. And we're like, hey, great, all right. <laughs> but our CEO said, no, 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 we got paid. <laughs> don't do that. Um, so you know, Ben got paid. And when the interns came Sorry. on, because he wasn't officially an intern, he was kind of winter help, right? You know, I went to them and said, hey, it's gonna be ten dollars an hour. You know, whatever. The CEO said, nope, fourteen dollars an hour is the lowest paid employee that we, we have, and I'm not gonna go below that. So they got a raise the first day they showed up. <laughs> so, Events like this is great as well. Get business cards, meet people, um, you know, talk to the person behind you. <laughs> yeah. Well, the other thing I other thing I'd emphasize about what Paul said is that if you can get involved in Cyber Patriot, yes. not necessarily be a Cyber Patriot person, but you help with the Cyber Patriot mm -hmm. person, you'd be connected into a network of people that also, you know, we typically try to work with Cyber Patriot and get information out about internships as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, in ISSA, uh, once again, they have student programs. Um, as well. Uh, when it comes to Cyber Patriot, it, it's as literally as hard as picking up the phone, calling the nearest high school near you, and going, who does your computer teaching? And then ask that person, do you all have Cyber Patriot? And if they say no, well, then go call another high school. And if they say yes, go, hey, do you need any help? And I guarantee you, 100 times out of 100, they're going to say yes. <laughs> yeah, I just got through with a training for a cybersecurity course, actually. And uh, they have on their on this like, do you, when you're applying for Cyber Patriot team, it says, uh, do you need a mentor? It's like, you can check that box, but chances are, unless you know someone, you're not gonna get it. So they do need people to volunteer yeah. uh, their time, so. The only two things you have to do is you, you sign up for at uscyberpatriot.org, and you, um, you, you have to, whatever school district, you usually have some type of volunteer uh, paperwork and background check that you have to uh, be able to pass to, uh, to get that, uh, in there to become a volunteer for the school, um, and you know, whatever it, it's easy to do for us, and then go in there and, and uh, make a schedule and, and and stick with it and go to a, we we would visit our Tiger Patriot team um, uh, after school on uh, Mondays every week um, for an hour, um, either one of us, both of us, if we could. Um, and I think to add to that uh, regarding Cyber Patriot, and, and again, this is really related to a lot of what we're talking about here, you know, in terms of internships. Uh, we're with NEISD, the Northeast Independent School District, and, and, and I think that one of the benefits that came out of that program, uh, our involvement with it, is um, Paul and I, and, and not just ourselves, but the students, when we started to learn about the needs of, of, of our team, uh, it raised the attention of, all the way to the superintendent. And the superintendent and everyone else, all of his team, realized that, you know what, we can make some improvements here, not just for the Cyber Patriot Support team. Support the kids better. But really coming together and putting together a formal curriculum, uh, technology curriculum there uh, within the district. So 
Uh, we thought that was a big win. Yeah. Uh, just just by merely being involved, that was not our objective whatsoever. But as we continue <coughs> to go throughout the school year, a lot of flags were going up with the district, and and so we see some promising things coming down the road. And you don't have to be some cybersecurity, you know giant or anything they teach you you if you sign up for cyber patriot you get licenses from microsoft you get training from microsoft you get training from cisco um, all of that is free literally signing up being a mentor for cyber patriot so want some free training and guess what if you can teach something you know it <laughs> By the way, there's a Cyber Patriot coach uh, from uh, San Antonio. High school mentors. Yes. San Antonio Christian High School, right there. Um, After school so. Monday, Friday, Saturday, a couple hours. There you go. And his, he's got a rebuilding year this past year. He, they're ready to go next. I got two students right here. Oh, congratulations! Thank you very much for showing up. So. Yeah. Okay. So I'm a sophomore in high school right now, and when should I really start looking at internships? Like, do I need to wait until college, or is there kind of high school thing? Um, I know Rackspace used to do an internship for high school students. I, that's the only one I'm aware of. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I just I don't know of anything right now. Yeah. But the main thing is stick with it and and do well. Um, uh, for example, uh, this one of the seniors on my team uh, this this past year, our team. Uh, he had um, three different full-ride scholarships available to him, uh, and I think he picked Texas A&M. Uh, but uh, what was the other one? Um, it was a fairly prominent school on the East Coast. Um, but once again, th those kind of deals where you excel at something like that, the, the, the more uh, you do, the more you get recognized, the more scholarship money and stuff that you can get and stuff as well. So not that, you know. Don't be shy. Yeah. yeah. Don't be shy. Let me tell you, this gentleman right here, <laughs> when we attended Open Cloud Academy and we had our presentation on our program, uh, and this is when we were building it up, uh, he was not shy by any means. After the, the presentation was over, Adrian approached us and he was, what do I need to do? Talk to me. Is it hands on? I mean, he was asking the question and it, it stuck with me. I remember him very, very vividly in my mind. So I did, I did forget his name, but I remember him in our conversation. When it was time for the interview, he walked in, I'm like, I remember you. Without a doubt, I remember you. So uh, just, just continue, be tenacious, be very, very... Uh, uh, just, network. Yeah, network. network, yes. Active in that, and, and you'll see a lot of uh, benefits from that. So, so to the point, Hackathon, um, have you been, I'm sure you've probably been in the Hackathon. Code so Up. The Code Up, the Texas Security... Uh, uh, Cybersecurity Dojo. Dojo. Yeah, he was, uh, like, so Hackathon, we had him registered early, but then they said no middle schoolers. Yeah, I had to send so wrong my son. That was a fun conversation. Yeah. Actually, yeah. that year they went seventh grade, seventh grade, no, eighth grade, yes, yeah, seventh grade. They went yeah. back and they finally said, "Forget it." Is that so hacks or whatever? Yeah. So yeah. I, was, yeah. I got fourth graders wanting to be in my cyber paper program. Fantastic. Oh right. Serious. Wow. Dead, not serious people. Wow. That's fantastic. You had a question? Oh. Um, um, I think to go back to your point though, I don't know what curriculum you guys have, but in Northside. We have a class, it's called ISM, and so it's Independent Study Mentorship, and it's a year-long course, so it's part of your requirement to go out and like find a mentor, but you would pick a field of study, and so senior year of high school, I chose criminal justice, and my mentor was an intel analyst for the DEA, so a few hours a week, I would go downtown, and I would kind of see what she did, 
And that was part of the curriculum, but even if you guys don't have a class like that, even reaching out to different companies or different organizations and saying, hey, you know, is there a chance I can shadow you for a few hours after class or something like that? And that way you can begin that networking process. It might not be like a paid internship if you're um, just starting out and you're just in high school, but um, that kind of um, networking and just reaching out you know, asking if you can sit down and talk with them, maybe interview them, see how they got into the business, that sort of thing will definitely help out. Yeah, it's a great initiative. I mean, you, you can't know that way, but you also were telling me during your interview process, you went to another company and did the same thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was uh, my very first, like, taste of IT. Um, I just kind of gotten into the hardware aspect, troubleshooting, and I went to Computer Rescue, which is kind of like Geek Squad, but they're in San Antonio. I said, hey, I'm just looking to soak up whatever I can. You guys mind if I you know, sit with you for a few days and they let me sit and shadow and they taught me some things and I brought that to my interview and that's one thing that uh, Michael had told me that he liked to see in people is that like you're making the effort to go out and learn it on your own and that you're, you know, trying to gain that knowledge. Yeah. So it doesn't all have to be like through a degree and then an internship, like take your free time and use that to find something you like, attack it head on and just learn about it. Yeah, I, I've been in IT for 25 years now. Um, and uh, people ask me lots of questions because they, they say I know things and stuff. It's a great oracle. But, yeah. <laughs> but but the, the, I, like Ben, I'm, I haven't stopped learning. Uh, I'm 55 years old. I listen to about 14 hours of podcasts, 16 hours of po podcasts okay. a week. You know, to try and keep up. What would you say? A day. A day, <laughs> practically. But no, um, uh, so if I'm driving to work, I'm going back home. Uh, if I'm in a vehicle that I could do that with, I'm listening to a podcast. I'm trying to keep up with the latest information uh, from the CyberWire, from uh, Internet Storm Cast, uh, from all of these other podcasts out there to try and give me the latest information that can help me secure the bank. Uh, and, and also try and keep my skills sharp. Uh, of what's out there, what are the latest attacks, what are the latest vectors and things that are floating around out there. Um, uh, I, I read a lot of stuff about threat feeds and stuff like that to try and keep my finger on the pulse of what's going on so I can stay uh, current with my technology. Because if I didn't stay current with my technology, I would be by far the finest compact Novell engineer <laughs> you could possibly get your hands on. I was a master CNE at one time. so. Uh, I don't do that much Novell stuff anymore. Let's just put it that way. I turned off my last Novell server in 2003, but um, but that's the deal. Is you could be you know selling buggy whips, okay? So you have to stay current. If you think you're going to get in IT and that's it, you're done. Forget about it. You're going to constantly have to continue to reinvent yourself. I've done it probably four or five times in my career. Uh, in the last 25 years, and I expect to probably do it two more times at least before I retire. So um, you just got to stay current. You know, this guy's done the same thing. I mean, uh, you want to see somebody good with a tin key? This guy's good with a tin key. I'm saying. <laughs> hey, you know, this guy, uh, he mentions this, Paul. He, uh, he's, he, I want to just real quick on that. In addition to all of his technology and all of his, his professional background, he's also expanded his, his world. Uh, he's uh, been involved with the FBI, the Citizen Academy. He's on the board with the local InfraGuard chapter. And uh, with ISSA, he's, uh, he's on the board there. So Paul has continued uh, to raise his game across, across the board in several areas. And, and, and I just I commend him for that. I mean, Paul, he's, he's just a, an ocean of knowledge. And I love that about him. And we work closely together 
and and uh, with Michael too. Michael, he's a big part of our world too. His team, because a lot of what we need to execute <laughs> on, his team is pulling the trigger. Yeah, we haven't got so, enough hands or fingers to do all the work. That's for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's so. a team effort. These these interns uh, raised awareness to that. Uh, we believe in teamwork. Uh, we value teamwork and uh, creativity. Uh, there's a number of different uh, skills that we value, and, and, it, and it's, it's showing. And he says, "Yes, we're pretty efficient what we do, and that's not being being uh, cocky by any means. Uh, we take a lot of pride in our work, and um, we know that it uh, it pays off by staying uh, abreast of what's out there and and fine tuning our skills." I know it's almost three o'clock, but there's nobody here after us. Anybody wants a kid? And can you ask questions? I come down here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm also a student at OCA right now. I'm graduating in two weeks. Um, so how did like um, the, what you learned there? How is how is uh, what you're learning at Broadway uh, you know, expanded on? <clears throat> so anytime that you're talking to professionals about what they do, um, it, it's very intimidating, right? But after going through OCA, I'm able to follow the conversation. I may not know the ins and outs right away, but it's going to be up to you to ask the questions because if you don't ask the questions, a lot of times they'll just assume that you know what they're talking about. So anytime that I'm talking to anybody, I, I'm, I don't know a lot. So I don't want anybody to have a false understanding that I should know something and then expect me to do something out of assumption. So I let it be known right away that, okay, I understand what a DNS is, but what type of protocol are you talking about that does you know, what it's supposed to do? And when you've got a, a good team, they'll actually break it down for you. And that's the kind of thing that you want to look for when you're trying to get into a, a job or whatnot is, are they willing to teach you? Are, are they willing to sit down and show you? Or are they going to just turn their backs on you? So um, going through OCA is awesome. They're, they're going to give you the basics of what to understand the talk, and then it's going to be up to you to take it further from there. And I have another second question. If y'all do uh, end up um, following through with a third uh, program, how do we find out? So when we started the first program, unfortunately OCA didn't have a winter program last year. They just had a summer summer program. But I've, I've been talking to Whitley Chambers, and she sent send out email blasts. Hey, Broadway's looking for an internship. Here's what they're looking at. Click on this link. And we'll actually, if we're allowed to do it, we'll come down and, and give another presentation to the OCA again. Um, if you've graduated, you know, you know, I know you, unless they send that out, but they sent the link out to all graduates for over the last two years when we started up the beginning of this year. So, and I think she told us she was gonna do the last 18 months when we did it this past this past season. So we present to the current students, but she also sent an email to, to everybody else who's, who's been there. You know, when I heard B-Sides was coming, I, I went to the interns, Emily can tell you. I'm like, hey, B-Sides is coming up, submit a paper. Yeah. <laughs> you need to submit a paper so you can talk about being an intern. And you know, of course, we ended up doing a full panel. But I wanted to make sure that they they could do that. They they would be comfortable submitting a, a call for papers for for a, an event. Um, I, I I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm positive. As a sophomore in high school or next year as a junior, submit a paper for B sides. Talk about something. Talk about your experiences with whatever. It doesn't really matter. Um, you're going to be talking as a professional in IT if you're going to be or better yet in any professional regard. So get used to being out in front and talking to people. Yeah, that's a great point. Cyber Patriot, I mean, I knew nothing about it until Paul mentioned to me. Mm -hmm. You could talk about Cyber Patriot and you probably get a lot of people who don't want to listen to your experiences. No doubt. I talked to four or five people today. I had no idea what it even was. And that's why we keep talking about it. Yeah.
Also, the ISSA's got two student scholarships right now. Yes, we do. They're available and, and they're open. If you come, if you're interested, come let me know. It's one is for like a two-year program and one is for a four-year program, um, it, and it has to be cybersecurity focused and a San Antonio student. So it's a pretty like we're like very narrow in scope, um, but like I, I would say your odds are pretty good. I mean, like I don't think we have a hundred you know applicants. I think that the number it's a two-digit number. So come find me, and I'll give you my card, and I'll get you plugged into that um, scholarship application. And it closes pretty soon, but there's still there's enough time to get in. Yep. Anything else? Anything? No uh, question. question for uh, Adrian. Uh, I know you said you just got your security plus. Mm -hmm. uh, just curious what your experience taking the test was. I've never. Uh, I'm trying to study on my own time. I go to UTSA uh, for cyber and during the summer break I'm trying to study. Uh, I have a CompTIA book and I'm just every week just going through one chapter. That's awesome. That's good. So I'm just trying to figure out, you know. When you take the test and you fail, there's a wire that shocks you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, if you fail, you guess what? You get up, you figure out what you did wrong and you, and you uh -huh. go after it again. I've taken right. countless tests uh, over the years. Uh, mm -hmm. I got my first certification in 1994. Okay. Not to cut you off, but <laughs> I'm just saying, yeah. don't worry about it. Right, yeah. okay. It, it, it was my first time taking a test like that. It, mm -hmm. it was very stressful, um, but once you actually get in there, it, it's not too bad. Really, okay. all I did was um, I read the book um, okay. and did as many practice quest, uh, questions that I could. Um, I believe in, in a lot of the books they actually have, they bank of uh, online questions, a website you can go to and just continuously. I just kept taking those practice tests, right? Okay. Um, after that, you go, uh, you sign up, and they do the, the vein scanner and whatnot. And honestly, once you get in and sit down, there's going to be cameras everywhere. It's just like any other place. You just yeah. you sit there, you take a deep breath, and you go. Um, yeah. Take your time, and, and it's what ninety questions, ninety minutes, or something like yeah. sixty minutes. Um, and sixty questions. All it is is just focusing. Don't don't mm -hmm. rush and read every question. And <clears throat> if you don't know it right away, go to the next question, and then right. come back to flag it. To make sure you're able to flag it before okay. you skip it, um, um, and then take the test. I mean, it, it, it's it's stressful at first if, if it's your first time taking it. Yeah. But once you just sit down, take a deep breath. Just do as much studying as possible because I really, really busted my butt because I can't read a book and, and be able to take a test and pass it. I, I literally have to go to YouTube videos. I have to try to duplicate some of that stuff on my mm -hmm. own for me to get an understanding. Some people can read a book and, mm -hmm. and pass a test. So I had to work extra harder. Um, and, and doing all that you can do, go take the test just because you failed doesn't mean it's the end of the world. You can retake it. What, what is it? Like a... a month or so yeah you retake it yeah yeah to, to retake it okay um, yeah it only costs double the money <laughs> oh <okay>. yeah <laughs> cost, but, but he brings but, out a good real quick he yeah. brings out a good point they, uh -huh. everyone's study methods are going to be different mm -hmm. your ability to retain is going to be different so even though you will be getting ideas from others who are who are prepared to mm -hmm. take a particular test you know what's good for you and you know right. what works for you so just just keep that in mind one of the, one of the tips that, that that's worked well for me over all these years is um when i'm doing like a practice test if i fail a question i make extra special note of that question and i try and understand why i got that one wrong did i read the question wrong mm -hmm. did i read the answer wrong did i just didn't have the knowledge in my head to answer that question mm -hmm. what do i need to go back and review you know unfortunately a lot of time i just read the question but that's beside the point. 
But so to focus on that. Um, one of the things that you, uh, my handle is radio teacher because uh, I teach amateur radio classes back in the day, and um, I'd give the entire class a test. I'd grade those tests, and I'd only go over the questions they got wrong mm -hmm. uh, for the next class because I don't need to teach them stuff they know. I need to teach them stuff they don't know. Mm -hmm. So, so definitely, I do like those uh, your insight, all y'all's insight on that. Uh, I feel like I'm the same way. I just can't read a book, so I've been doing like these total seminar like videos, yes. Mike Myers, yeah. and just like watching him. Mike Myers. Yeah, exactly. So. Flashcards. There's, there's yeah. apps you can use. I mean, there's so many different methods, right? What's the what's the what's the app? Quizlet. So I guess I'm just being super. Also, cybersecurity yeah. related yeah. and free is cyber. 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 Yeah. Once you take that first one, then you, you'll the next next one next one will be so much simpler. Oh, yeah. yeah. You'll get that first one in your belt. And that's another thing. Uh, we've had people uh, in our department that they're very good at tests and learning and, and absorbing something and, and, and actually applying it. Um, they went from uh, Security Plus, it was getting ready to expire, so three years old. Mm -hmm. They did CSA Plus, uh, passed it, and what, five months later? Um, CASP, which is the highest level CompTIA security exam that they have uh, for security. And they just passed their CISSP about another five months later and stuff. And now six we've been years working. Ago, he was in Zimbabwe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> six years ago he was from Zimbabwe. Uh, yeah, wow. He got his American citizenship last year. Yeah, he's an unbelievable guy. He's so great to work with. But um, uh, and, and yeah, I hope Sam doesn't hear this. But, <laughs> <laughs> but nonetheless, he he, um, he when he ever got to something he didn't understand or whatever, he would seek out Sonny or myself or or Michael and, and ask questions about individual mm -hmm. things. That um, a couple of weeks before his CISSP, we felt like uh, we were attacking him in the hallways. It's sort of like, um, how high has a fence got to be before you, you know, it's like, <laughs> you know, it's like uh, what's a fire suppression for, you know, what type of fire is a kitchen fire? That got him, by the way. <laughs> what class? Class K, I'm just saying. Um, but, you know, those are the stupid things that could show up. So you want to make sure that they're, mm, get them under pressure. Right, Lee? Uh, I'm just thinking of like, he, he was like in Scouts, he taught him how to like use a fire extinguisher. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Pull, pull aim, squeeze, swivel. Right? The class method. That's the only thing I learned how to do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Except that he kept saying swizzle. Right? Pull aim, squeeze, swizzle. That was, they thought that was funny. Cool. Anybody else? Yep. Yeah. Anybody else? Yeah. Well, thank you very much. Special thanks to the team at B-Side San Antonio for sharing this recording with us. And remember, if you're able to make it out to San Antonio, Texas for their conference, it'll be well worth the trip. For the panels and the topics covered are just a small amount of the action. There's also, also the activities and the contests, as well as the networking available with the other attendees. That is the true payoff. So... Our loyal listeners, if you'd like to know more about this journey we take weekly, please feel free to check out our homepage at dangerousminds.io or go to our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash dangerousmindspodcast. Keep in mind, events like these are listed on our DMP Google Calendar. And if you have an event that you would like us to add to it, please let us know about it. Email us at info at dangerousminds.io 
and we'll be glad to add it to the list. Now, all of us want to thank you for joining us as we further explore the tech and the people behind it within this fastly growing community of biohacking, grinding, implantable technology, network security, and lock sport today. Though, if you like the programming that we share and or the work that we're doing in the community, please support us by going to our Patreon page and becoming a sponsor, a Patreon sponsor at www.patreon.com forward slash dangerous minds. Also, please subscribe to our new YouTube channel. Once we get enough subscribers to reach 100 subscribers, we'll be able to claim a unique URL, which makes it so much easier for people to find our YouTube channel. It'd be something similar to youtube.com forward slash dangerous minds. So, as, as always, please feel free to reach out to us with any questions or comments, and perhaps one day, we might talk to you about the work and our projects you're exploring and developing. Until next week, seek the spark. Scientific progression is steamrolling, there's no preventing it going ahead. Now we're intrinsically linked with technology, biology as we know it is dead.